The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Sin Shu Chu Mouthful Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. We've been gone for uh, an extended break here, but uh, I say that it's been an extra week, but it feels like a long time. I miss I miss talking to you guys already. <clears throat> My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer at SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. On the line is AJ Applegarth, my co-host. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? Not too much. We got, if we're counting hours here, we got less than four days until opening day, man. I'm excited. I'm ready for baseball. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked for it to finally get going here. I have one more draft to do. Um, jumped into a, another buddy of mine's league this year, so hopefully I could take that by storm, see what's going on. It's a weekly league, though, so it'll be be a little different than what I'm used to, but that's all right. Yeah. I mean, how many leagues are you in this year? I feel like you're in more than me. I'm in four. Okay. That's how many I'm in. All right. Yeah. That's how many I'm in. So I think I did four last year because we had the big league. Oh, wait, I'm in five, I think. I yeah, that's three, what I thought. I, I am I'm in five, yeah. Three ESPN, my dynasty on fan tracks and this new Yahoo one. So I I had four last year and I'm up up an extra one this year. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, Oh wow, all right, yeah, so you're definitely you're definitely one up on me there and that's perfectly fine with me. Four is more than enough in baseball, dude. It's a long ass season. Um yeah. but Regardless, I'm definitely excited for it to be here. I've done all my drafts, and I'm ready to see how my teams do. I'm pretty excited about most of my teams, uh, especially the one that we did last Thursday, and we'll get into that. I, we're going to recap that a little later. But but first, what what I want to get into this show is is kind of what I'm what I'm calling is our fantasy baseball spring cleanup, and this is just kind of our take to you know go through some of the the latest news some of the injuries that have happened some of the the position battles that have finally been well hopefully decided not all of them actually have been decided it's kind of crazy we're four days away and there's still positions up for grabs um you know there's a lot of little things that have changed since we've done all of our position previews. And that's what, you know, this show is all about making sure that everybody's up, up to date with their news. And so that they can make the last little tweaks to their team or tweaks to their rankings. Um, if you, you know, if you haven't checked them out, go and check them out on, on fantasy six pack. We, we updated them just a couple of days ago. So those are ready for everybody on fantasy six pack to go check out. And I know they've been updating theirs over so-called fantasy experts as well. So definitely check those out. You know, I've always said, go check out multiple places. We are not going to be a hundred percent right ever. And I'm never going to claim to be, 
But that said, let's get into this. And I think the the first big news is Familia's suspension finally got handed down today. And I thought it was going to be much larger suspension. When you consider that Jose Reyes got 50, Chapman got 30 for pretty similar things. Familia only got 15 really surprises me. Um, but look, he, he skyrockets back up draft boards now. And if you took a chance on him in drafts, he was going super late. Um, I'm trying to think of where he went in our league just this past Sunday in the fantasy six pack league. But I mean, I know it was late. Like everybody was just, I wasn't going to touch him. I didn't know how long he was going to be out. I thought he'd be out for 50 games and it just, you know, he, he, he's only getting 15. So that that's pretty huge. Um, yeah, yeah around 15, 15. Wow. Wow. Although, kind of funny, the guy that got him is the guy I'm playing in week one, so he's not going to have him. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm pretty surprised that he only got 15 games, especially because I feel like he's a you know repeat offender, not necessarily with this issue, but just issues, you know, outside of baseball anyways. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think they, they should have given him more on the, they should have at least given him what Chapman got. I feel like unless for some reason they saw the, so the evidence against them and so you it, wasn't know, it just didn't work out. I don't know. So it wasn't the evidence against him. The, the, the statement that came out was, you know, we've looked at everything, and you know, he he admits, you know, to being guilty to to doing basically. You know, he basically admitted to like doing wrong. Um, he's he's apologized profusely. He's gone to counseling. He's gone to different service. You know, I don't know um, counseling. You know, multiple times a week since then to like make sure that, you know, he's learned from this and blah, blah, blah. Like, I guess it's the kind of thing I, I equated it to kind of the, you know, get, getting like a DUI or something and everybody goes to like AA early, like before you go to court <laughs> to be like, look, I already know I did wrong. Like, don't, don't slap me on the wrist twice type of thing. And it worked. So it's like, okay, um, Sure. Uh, but but yeah. Anyway, not to spend too much time on this, but definitely huge, huge draft get for people that got him in in drafts prior to this because he was sinking in drafts, as you can see from around 13 pick here. But um, some other news, and and, uh, and I've kind of broken everything down by by pitchers and hitters in the different categories. So right now I'm just going to kind of do like the player updates and and some of the the headlines for some of the players that, that I've noticed here is the Zach Greinke's velocity is still down. It's not coming back, dude. 
And I keep lowering it on the draft board. I think I'm kind of done tweaking him. I think he's down far enough for, for now. But I wouldn't be surprised if he just has a bad season, like another bad season. You know, we saw with Verlander when his velocity went. Verlander wasn't good for a couple of seasons. It took him a, a little while to like learn how to pitch again. And so far this spring, it doesn't look like Grinky's going to be able to do it again. He's been he's been beaten up pretty bad. Um, I mean, you have a draft left. Are are you gonna are you gonna target Grinky at all? No, no, I wasn't yeah. targeting him in any of my drafts as it is solely based on how bad he was last year. And I know that's that's kind of not fair to do because he has had successful seasons before. Um, but going into last year, I did not like the move to Arizona for him. I mean, it's such a hitter's ballpark. Um, I, I really felt like he, he was going to, you know, not perform anywhere near as well. And, you know, looking at his splits for last year, he had a 481 ERA at home and went 5-5 five and five in 13 starts. In 15, he was uh, a 146 ERA at home. Now, granted, I think, was he only with the Dodgers in 15? Or did he get traded in yes. 15? Yeah, he was only he, – he was a free agent. So he was straight – okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, that that says something when you look at that and, and see that he had a 146 ERA in Dodger Stadium and went 10-1 and one in 17-game starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he had 103 strikeouts alone at home. I mean, that – Absolutely. I mean, granted, you know, I guess he played a lot more games at home than, than anywhere else, really. But um, eh, it's pretty pretty even. Um, I just think it, it's going to take him. It's going to take him some time to figure this out. And and uh, you know, it's a shame because he's he's got the talent, obviously, but he needs to get back to where he was, you know, at fifteen and and prior. Um, and I, I just, I just don't see it this year. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of taking my chance on him. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw it in our league and I think I misspoke there. Familia went around 15. Grinky actually went around 13 to the same guy. Uh, Garrick, oh, Garrick okay. took both of those guys. So, um, yeah, it, He's somebody that I've just run away from in, in all drafts. You know, he, he sits out there and he sits out there and sits out there. And I remember every time I switched over to the starting pitcher tab, I was like, oh, look, there's that Granky on top. Let's see who's below him. Yeah. <laughs> it just kept going. <laughs> I just wanted nothing to do with him. And, um, you know, another guy that just kind of seems to sit out there late in drafts, and, and we'll get to him a little later because we took him in our, in our auction draft is Blake Snell. And dude, the more I've been reading about this guy, like he really scares me this year. And um, he's, yeah, he's got flamethrower type stuff, dude. He'll strike out. He's going to strike out a ton of guys, but he can't, he can't keep people off base. He walks too many guys and that'll, that'll just kill you. I mean, that's, that's when you get those bloated ERAs, the, the bloated, the bloated whips, 
because you just can't keep people off base. I mean, it's not the minor. In the minors, you can get away with that stuff. You can let a couple guys on base, and you can strike out three in a row. It happens. We see guys do it all the time. Then they come up to the majors. That's not going to happen in the majors. So, Blake Snell is one of those guys no. that kind of struggling to make it work against the the pros. And, and look, even in the spring training where guys should be doing a lot better than they would in the minors or in the, or in the majors, uh, he's not getting it done either. So it's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's an interesting one. He's a he's a definite question mark for me. Yeah, I I agree. And I was kind of you know when we took him, it was kind of like, okay, <laughs> it's been five hours. Uh, yeah, I, I was don't really there. care I was anymore. Like, we need to we just two. get somebody so we can kick, spend this money and be done. Um, yeah, we we had two dollars uh, left. He got he got a uh, he. He got uh, nominated for a dollar when everybody had, you know, a dollar or two left max. And we were just like, all right, screw yeah. it. I'm tired. I'm just, let's just put the extra dollar in and call it a night. We'll figure this out yeah. later. And uh, I kind of wish we hadn't because there were a few pitchers that went, you know, for a dollar or two when we weren't in the draft room. There was one guy that had like eight picks left, if you remember, when we left. And he got yeah. a bunch of like yeah. random $1 guys for, and they were, most of them were pretty good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I do I like Snell's upside and and future. Uh, I mean, the guy's only 24 years old, so you know he's definitely got some time to figure it out. But you know, looking at what he did last year, he came in for one random start in April and and went five innings, only gave up two hits and one earned run, six strikeouts and a walk. Uh, I, I can't remember who that was against. I'd have to look back at that. But, um, you know, then in June he came in, he had three starts, you know, five starts in July. And it was just all over the place. Five more starts in August, and he was up at a 482 ERA. I went one and three in July, 276, but went two and two. And June was a 411 and went one and two. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just it's not uh, even so much the ERA that does it to me. I mean, like it. What, what gets me is like, okay, he can have a decent day overall if you look like yeah, he might only allow you know one or two runs. But the problem with him is he can't get past like a fifth inning. He doesn't even earn you a quality start, and no. uh, you know that, that's that's bad. So you know we have him in a points league, and so. You know, quality starts counts for a couple couple of points. Wins count for more, obviously. But I started thinking about it, and this is why you know we're we're dropping him, and we're gonna go pick up somebody else right now, just because it was like whatever. It was our last guy. Who cares? But uh, yeah, you know, we started evaluating, and we're like, there are safer guys out there to be the bottom of our rotation, and and that's kind of the way I see it now. Like he might have some upside, and if you're totally desperate, maybe go do it. But you know. When we get into it, we'll see that you know you you and I drafted a fairly good pitching staff, and to to take the risk on him possibly blowing up our team wasn't worth it. And I think we're just going to go with some safer guys right now to to round out our rotation. But I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. I've been kind of shying away from him. Yeah, I mean overall, he he had 19 starts last year, and I think if I counted right, he only had four or five quality starts. Um, so, 
that's kind of uh, frustrating to to see when you have that many starts and you're supposed to have these opportunities to get all this stuff and, and you just, you fall flat. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with him. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I look, I ultimately hope the guy you know, turns it around and figures it out, but right now I just don't think it's going to happen. Speaking of that though, a guy that is, Back from injury, there's two guys here back from injury, and they are looking phenomenal in the spring. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu of the Dodgers and Stephen Wright of the Red Sox. Look, I'll admit, I've, I completely wrote these guys off. I kind of almost forgot about them when I did my rankings at first, and they weren't on there. Um, halfway through the spring, I started noticing that you know they started making headlines. They were doing well. They're back on my rankings. And, look, we picked them up in, in our points league already, in our auction league already. Uh, I forget who we dropped. Uh, Nate Carnes for, no, for yeah, Stephen Nate Wright. Carnes for Wright. Um, Did we get Wright? Yeah. I don't think we – No. We I, I, no. Nobody. No, we got Wright. We got Stephen Wright. We didn't get Ryu. But, yeah, um, I was going to say. Yeah. But, uh, you know, both these guys look like they're back on the fantasy radar again. I'm a little more skeptical of Ryu right now only because um i mean look he had like two years of basically not playing baseball and you know it it just is kind of like maybe and even if you look at his spring stats like it's he he sits there and he he doesn't get his pitch count up so, you know, you, you kind of wonder how, how long he's going to be able to go and how long he's going to be able to go into the season even. But Wright looks like he's right back to, to what he was doing last year, which was just phenomenal pitching. And both these guys should be on your draft board, you know, late round flyer guys that nobody's really paying attention to at this point. I mean, I've seen him go undrafted in a lot of leagues. So these two should get should get some looks here. Now, moving on to some hitters, right back to the injury front here, you're looking at Michael Brantley. This is the big guy. We talked about him last year, same type of thing. He is playing again, and I honestly, I don't really know how he's doing, but, you know, the, the, big, the big thing is, is that he's playing again, and he's not getting hurt, and he's able to play Michael uh, multiple days in a row. And and that, that that's huge. I mean, look, this guy was never like he's never going to win you home runs or win you. But this guy was such an all around good player. You're talking double double home run, stolen bases. You're talking good average, runs scored. He's going to be batting most likely if he plays. He's going to be batting in front of Edwin Encarnacion. Talking about scoring some runs, man. He's going to score some runs in front of, you know, Encarnacion. So, I don't know if he's going to be ready opening day, but I think he's he's going back up draft boards, and I've moved him up a little bit on mine. I still haven't drafted him because he's burned me already a couple different times, so I'm just kind of like, he can be somebody else's potential problem. But he's somebody Mm -hmm. I think you should be looking at here. Uh, yeah, I I think he's, I mean, and I, and I stayed away from him as well, 
um, in all my drafts. I'll have to see how this other one goes, um, whether or not I'm going to try to reach on him there. Um, because we have, like, something crazy. It's like three DL spots and Ooh. two NA spots where you can, like, stash minors players and and just leave them there. So it, it's an interesting oh, that's inter- sure. That is interesting. Yeah, so I didn't even know that that was possible. It's a Yahoo League, uh, which I haven't done yet. Oh, yeah. I don't even know how long. So, um, at least yeah, the NA spots are crucial, man. If people don't know about them, those those prospects will just go like your last couple of picks, man. You can just take those like super prospects. People just don't even realize. Yeah, I played a league where we didn't even know we had them, and all of a sudden I was like, "What's this NA spot?" And I had to look it up. But yeah, like, so it's funny, my, there was only one person in the entire league, the guy who set it up, who drafted a minor league player. So it didn't matter. I had my choice of everybody. Well, yeah. But it's like, you know, if you want Mancata, okay, well, there you go. You can go after him and stash him. Um, you know, you could go after uh, Giolito if you really want, you know. So there's definitely uh, – definitely a couple of spots, which I do like that idea of being able to, you know, not necessarily have to burn a bench spot to, to stash these guys. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the idea behind it, but uh, I'm getting a little off topic there, but yeah, Brantley, I mean, from what I've seen, he's been playing. So that's, that to me is a good sign, but I just feel like, you know, seeing what happened last year where he would play and then he would retweak something and he was, he was just on the shelf. So, um, but I mean, if, if he can get back and be healthy, I mean, even if, if they sit him, you know, maybe one to two times a week, if, if it's like a, you know, a long week, a seven game week, um, you know, don't be surprised if he does sit, um, just because they want to keep him healthier for the long run. And, you know, Cleveland Cleveland wants to get back to the World Series, and they, they potentially could. Um, I know that it's it's tough to, to get back the year after you were there, but, you know, they got there without him. So if they have his services, you know, that could be something that helps put them over the, over the top and get them definitely back into yeah. you know, a deep playoff run. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think they're going to take it easy with him early going. I don't think they're going to go crazy, but uh, he's definitely somebody that, you know, if you've got, you know, things like, you know, slots like you have in your league, why not, you know, take the chance on him if he gets put on the deal. I mean, he, look, he is, he's batting 391 in the, in the spring, two home runs already. I mean, he's looking pretty good. So yeah, it's pretty interesting to see how well he is playing. So you know, hey, maybe maybe he gets lucky. Another guy that's kind of going under the radar is uh, Delino Delino the Shields. The Delino, I don't remember. Yeah, Delino um, Delino the Shields. This guy a couple of years ago was a, a waiver wire ad. You know, he kind of just came out of nowhere and and played you know, pretty well, speedsters type of guy. Um, and then last year, you know, he had all this hype and just 
did nothing with it. And so everybody's just off of him and not even thinking twice about him. And for good reason. I mean, he was awful last year. But he came into camp. He lost a bunch of weight, like 15 to 20 pounds, I hear. He has stolen 12 bases in spring training. He is 12 for 12. I mean, if you're looking for, like, a late-round flyer and you need a boost in steals, this is the guy. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get, but, look, the Rangers are talking about playing, um, oh, man, what's his name in the outfield? Uh, I'm totally blanking on his name for some stupid reason. Um, He's been there pro far. Like, you know, they were trying to find room for pro far in the outfield. Like, Come on, they they can they can find room for this guy instead. So, I right now I think the problem is, is there really just isn't a place for him. But if he keeps hitting, you know, this is the type of guy that can make a difference. He'll platoon out there, and uh, yeah, that's it's just somebody to keep an eye on. He may not be draftable, but it's somebody to definitely keep an eye on for for the steals potential. Um, yeah, I, moving I, on. I'm uh, on with that. Yeah, so so moving on to some injuries here. Um, we've covered a few of these. Not a whole lot to say, but you know, David Price. He's officially going to start the year on the DL. Uh, they announced that, and that's not much of a surprise. But it, it seems like something they're really going to take their time with here. So he, you know, he he's falling back down draft boards, and I, I just I don't. I don't want to draft a pitcher who's already injured. You know, they just, especially when it has to do with like the shoulder or the elbow or something like that. It's just kind of one of those things. It's like, those don't usually just magically heal. Now, if it was like an ankle or something, you know, maybe, but I don't mess with the shoulders and the elbows. And all of these guys that I'm going to mention here all have some sort of major shoulder elbow thing. And Carlos Rodon is the next one. Bursitis of the bicep actually which i've never heard of um they're saying you know they're saying like late april maybe may is is the time frame for him but but who knows that's i don't, I don't know what to think about him but you know like he was a, he was a guy that everybody thought could could break through this year he's just been uh, you know he's a flamethrower he's shown signs of just being awesome and then you know he's just kind of inconsistent but uh, he he was somebody that people were really hoping would would break through this year. Um, Anthony Desclafini of the Reds, he's got a UCL sprain, and he is just trying to rest it right now. He got a platelet-rich plasma injection or whatever the hell it's called, the PCL injection, and um, he. There is still a possibility he could get Tommy John. So he is, in my opinion, completely undraftable. I've just, I've unranked him at this point. Like, I just don't want, I want nothing to do with him. Um, And Tyler Thornton, this one is relatively new. A right shoulder impingement. They're they're listing this out indefinitely. So that's not good news. Um, So, and that's a shame because I actually picked him as like one of my, one of my sleepers uh, relievers to kind of take over the closer role at some point. Cause I just, I'm kind of worried about Kim Kimbrell this season, but 
you know, Tyler Thornton's out of the way. I think that, that gives Kimbrell a much larger leash unless you're worried about somebody like Joe Kelly, which I'm not. So, um, yeah, as far I, as hitters go, Kelly. no, definitely not. <laughs> as far as hitters go, Jason Kipnis, the shoulder injury, looks to be back by early May. Uh, you know, he's somebody that's just plummeting in drafts, and uh, if, if you're willing to wait on him, you got a DL spot. You know, second base, he could be a big boost when he comes back. Um, we've talked about this, but uh, Miggy Cabrera, he was dealing with some some back issues, but he looks to be okay. He's he's already started playing again, so um, it doesn't look like a whole lot to be worried there. But look, he's dealt with back and stuff issues before, and it's really affected him. So just something to keep an eye on. But you know, if he's out there, I think you're plugging him in. J.D. Martinez, this is unfortunate. Um, he's got a Liz Frank injury, and look, if we know anything from football, Liz Frank injuries can knock you out for the entire season. They're saying this one isn't major, and he's only going to be out three to four weeks. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just want nothing to do with J.D. Martinez at this point because I'm afraid – I'm just really thinking this could turn into something really long-term. You know, you you don't get a lot of guys that come back from Liz Frank injuries and and really be able to produce. Now, look, as we know, baseball is different than football. You don't have to have that explosive power off your feet like you do a wide receiver like Julio Jones or something. But you still have to be on your feet. And, like, when you're batting, your feet is is a big part of how how well you do um so it, it is going to affect him and it's just something that i'm i'm really i'm really staying away from i know you traded him in our league before this injury happened which was funny um yep i am a uh future seer i guess i don't know <laughs> i maybe uh, i i had some bad juju i put on him at some point that we know the how that goes all the time so um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I had him two years yeah, you, ago and, and weird, he, weird juju. <laughs> he had a fantastic year. So he was my obvious, you know, one of my four keepers going into last year. And I don't know, I guess I just expected more out of him. I mean, he still had a good year last year, but I don't know, for some reason I just was was kind of turned off by him, so I, I was debating on whether or not to even keep him this year. And then I was able to, you know, work the deal with a friend of the show, Tyler, uh, Tyler Thompson, and, um, uh, you know, and it worked out, well, it worked out for me. I got Gary Sanchez out of the deal and an earlier draft day. Yeah. Um, it didn't really work out so much for Tyler. So no, he didn't even end up keeping him, which is hilarious. No. Um, Although and, he ended up and not that's unfortunate. Like I, pretty freaking out of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's still a good get. I mean, based on all the other first basemen that were kept in the league, you know, I would have been – I had my eye on Freeman. I was going to try to get him, but he didn't get back to me, obviously. So Yes, no, um, no chance. Look, yeah, I had to reach out to Santana in our league because I was like, I'm not waiting for the rest of these guys. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's I hate to, you know, say, oh, well, I made out on this deal because of the injury. I mean, it, it sucks. You never want that to happen to, you know, somebody that you trade with and be like, oh, sorry, buddy. But 
you know, it is unfortunate. But my thought is, you know, you said that it's not as big of a deal as football. Yeah, you're not obviously making as many cuts and stuff like that, but you're still planning. And for an outfielder, at least, I mean, you got to oh, yeah. gauge these fly balls. You got to plant and then go one way, or if you come in and then plant and turn back to, you know, get something that's going over your head, you know, there's still, uh, you know, problem areas there. Uh, and this could definitely put him out for more than than that four-week time frame, yeah, I think. I, so, I 100% agree. I mean, the, last... the only other option really would be to put him as, as a DH, and then then he's not really worried about it. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to put this in the injury area is uh, Jung Ho Kang. I don't know what to say about this guy anymore. I mean, he couldn't get his work visa now because reports that he had another DUI in a third country. This guy's a complete mess right now. It's like the Manziel of baseball, it feels like. And so, like, it's unfortunate. You never like to hear these types of things, but it's just one of those you absolutely cannot draft this guy, and it's just it's just not worth it right now. So, you know, if you drafted him early, probably time to cut bait. I don't. I just don't know what to do with him. So, um, let's run through some position battles here really quick. So pitchers here, position battles, um, the Nationals closer. This this one is I, I dude, I thought this one was like done. I thought it was Coda Glover big time and now it's just not being decided. Sean Kelly and um I don't I cannot pronounce his last name, Trinian or something like that. Um Trinian. Trinian, yeah, Blake, Blake Trinian. Blake Trinian, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Trinian's been awesome in the spring. He's probably been the best reliever in the spring. But they just – nobody has – nobody's been picked. So, look, Glover's the young prospect, and I think he will ultimately get a chance at some point. Um, but it just hasn't been decided. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, Ryu won a rotation spot uh, that I did forget to mention, but that was a big deal. Like he he won a rotation spot. He actually won the third rotation spot, so his job is fairly safe. Um. Uh, the the Pirates' fifth starter coming down to Glasnow or Brault. Um, if you had to put money on it, who are you picking here? I I don't really know much about Brault, so I'm gonna to have to go glass now by fault. <laughs> but okay. I, I think uh, I mean I I didn't even think that it would be a question for Glass now to to not start the season. Um, you know, aside from I do think it, even if he if he starts with camp, um, you know I I think that he's gonna get shut down early. Um, either of them probably will. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking it's actually going to be Brault. Uh, Glasnow's another one of those young guys. He's like Snell where he just struggles with his command. And Brault's not as electric or doesn't have the upside. And he's probably not even nearly as good. But he's kind of a safer option for them right now until and let Glasnow go down and just figure some things out. Uh, Brault's yeah. still young too. 
and you know he has the potential to be pretty good, but I, I don't think he's got that you know top prospect status like Glassnow does. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, you know position battles. Joe Musgrove did finally win the uh, starting job officially. He got the fourth spot actually. Uh, so it looks like even when Colin McHugh comes back, that Musgrove's spot is fairly safe. I mean, I can change in a heartbeat, but um, you know, Musgrove is somebody that I was really high on going into the season, and that's just solidified my my stance on him. Um, the the fifth spot for the Red Sox was up for grabs between uh, Erod and uh, Rodriguez and, and Pomerantz. But because David Price's injury happened, they're both in the rotation. But I'm curious to hear from you, who do you think is going to keep the spot if and when Price comes back? Mm. Uh, I mean, I hate to say I wouldn't be surprised if they went with a six-man rotation for time, you know, a little bit, but I know that every time, you know, teams seem to do that, it kind of throws people off, you know, a couple of guys will be okay with it, but other guys who are used to that regiment, five start, you know, or five starters, fifth day, I'm going, saying, I I don't know. I mean, if I had to, I feel like Erod's got more upside, um, but he's he has struggled. I mean, he he came out and blew the doors off it. You know, the the year he got called up. But I just feel like he wasn't really doing that since. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I don't really track much of either of these guys. But I know Pomerantz had some decent you know flashes last year too. But I just think that Pomerantz has more more experience being a reliever than a starter. So I feel like he'll eventually be the one to get bumped out. Yeah. I've always kind of liked Erod, but he's been pretty inconsistent. I think he's had the stuff to, and we, you know, you see he's just had some lights out games, but uh, so I think he'll, I'm kind of rooting for him to stick around, even though he's a Red Sox. It's hard for me to root for a Red Sox, but you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Moving on to the hitters here, um, I know I know kind of one of your favorite players. It seems like is uh, Byung Ho Park. Uh, yeah. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? It looks like we're gonna see we're gonna see part two of this of this uh, attempt to make him a major league hitter. You know, look, he's he's hit like six or seven home runs, I think, this spring already. I mean, he's just destroying the ball again. Um, I think he's still striking out a lot, though. So yeah. I don't know if anything's been yeah, fixed with him. Big K guy. Um, I mean, he struck out like so twice. Fits well on my dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I, I think that, I, I for whatever reason, Fantrax was showing him as inactive. So I, I don't he, really know what the hell Because he got taken off the 40-man roster. He's not on the 40-man. They're going to have to invite him back and cut somebody else. 
And they're going to so do So is he not even in the minors then? I mean, hell, I guess not. Uh, not no, 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 no. Well, yes. Yes. I mean, he, he is. In the minors. But... He's in the minors. You, you, you can be in the minors and you don't have to be on the 40-man roster. But if Correct. you want to be in the majors, you have to be on the 40-man roster. So that's, yeah. that's how okay. it works. So, so that's why they're showing. All right. well. he, yeah, so he, he got totally, you know, he got totally bumped down and he's off the 40 man roster, but they're going to, they're going to bring him back. Um, I forget the guy's name that he, that he's in a battle with right now, but it's just kind of like, no, that's not going to happen. So he, the way he's been playing this spring, you gotta, you gotta bring him up. So it, it, that's going to be interesting. I mean, clearly you're not drafting him, but keep an eye no, on him. Maybe, not anybody I'm drafting, maybe, but I'll watch him. You know, maybe, um, Another guy that you liked, and, and I liked him too. I liked him a lot before all the Chris Carter signings and Matt Holiday signings and all this crap that happened with the, the Yankees. And then I was like, well, now what do you do with Greg Bird? Okay, so now he's in this huge battle for the first base position, and he finally won it last week. Um, he didn't really shoot up draft boards like I thought he would. Uh, and, I mean, honestly, that's for good reason because you still have to worry about playing time even though he won the starting job. Um, but, look, this guy's good. I mean, he when he played a couple of years ago, at the end of the year, he was good. And I, I liked him a lot. The I think it was a shoulder injury last year that knocked him out for the entire year. Uh, just, just unfortunate. And I guess – the real question comes in, where does the playing time come in for Matt Holiday, Chris Carter, Aaron Judge, Tyler Austin, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a ton of guys there. I mean, DH is maybe Matt Holiday mixed with some Chris Carter. Aaron Judge might not even start the season in the outfield. I don't know what they're going to do with all these guys. Um, what, yeah, what, I think, what do you think? I I think that Car- uh, Carter and Holiday are definitely going to split at DH. Uh, I mean, and with Holiday even playing some outfield, I feel like. Um, but I mean, you still have Judge. You have to worry about. You still have, you know, Ellsbury and Gardner. I feel like are set in the outfield. So there's just that other spot that they're going to be mixing and matching. Um, you know, Judge has ridiculous power. He's a monster of a man, but he's again another big K casualty. Um that's mm-hmm. why he fits in well on my dynasty league. I was say, um, do you own him? I do, yeah. Um, pretty funny. But he I think that he's still I think he's definitely, you know, starting with them, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if they send him back down, you know, fairly early for a few weeks and then, you know, see what happens if there's any kind of random injuries, you know, Ellsbury's going to have some sort of injury at some point. Um, so that would spot back up. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not as worried about, the playing time with Bird, but I I do think they're going to have to rotate in these other guys. And I mean Carter can definitely play first. Holiday can yeah. play first if they did all last year too. Yeah, so I I don't know. I mean I it'll be interesting to see how they they 
rotate in these veterans with these younger guys. But I still feel like New York is kind of in rebuild mode, but they're, they've got a pretty strong team. I like a lot of their guys, um, which pains me to say that. But I know. I know. I was thinking the same thing. So uh, the last guy here, and this is a little hometown love. This isn't really fancy relevant at all, but Trey Mancini, this guy's been destroying it this spring. And if he had, like, a legit, like, pass to playing time, I would probably be drafting him in leagues. But he just doesn't. With the Trumbo signing, just cut everything off for him. Uh, you know, he yeah. might rotate some time in DH, but he's not a strong defender, and that's that's hurting him, it seems like. And I don't know. It's. But he he's he's a great hitter, and he, and he showed it last year when he came up at the end of the season. He's a great hitter, so I, I'm hoping somehow he finds his way into the lineup regularly because I, I think he'll be a big diff, I think he'll be a difference maker big time. Um, anyway, that's all we have for the spring recap here. Um, so. Um, what I wanted to get into next was our draft that we had last week. And it was, it was with a bunch of, a bunch of uh, experts in the industry here. So it, it's fairly, it's a fairly interesting setup. Well, first let me, let me run through some of the, some of the people that, you know, people might've heard of. And, and, you know, we've got people like uh, Steve Rappin, Chris Meany, Kyle Bishop, Mike Florio, um, Nick Mariano, Mike Malamoni. We got, you know, Razball, Roto Baller, Fantasy Chance. Um, yeah, a b- bunch of different sites here. So very, very uh, deep league. And it, it's a it's a points league. And it's it's actually a much different points league than I've ever played in. You know, you've got, you've got things like walks are one and a half, strikeouts are negative one and a half. I, I've usually had them just be like one uh, hits are one and a half along with you've got your one for a single two for a double three for a triple and then five for a home run, stuff like that. Um, wins are five losses were negative five. So those just equal each other out big time saves are seven, which is very interesting. And you'll see why earned runs negative two, you know, hits allowed were negatives, you know, so there's, it's, it's a very different setup. And when I know when we were looking at it, we thought, okay, we're going to go after guys who have low walks or high walks, low K's and hopefully a bunch of power, but if not, we're okay with just guys that can, you know, just get on base and score. We're okay with that because those big power K guys weren't as valuable as they are in a lot of points leagues because home runs, because that negative one and a half wasn't, or in normal leagues, K's are negative one and they weren't neutralizing the, the stats you get from a home run as much as it does here. So that's kind of how we went into it. And the, the very, the, you realize I, I looked at this the other day. 
you realize we didn't we didn't draft a player for the first seventeen players. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. The seventeenth player off the board was finally ours, and there's a big reason why. I mean, you saw guys go in the 40s and the 50s even. You know, Trout went for 51. Kershaw went for 50. Um, You know, you you just saw these guys early, early on just going, in my opinion, way too expensive for who they were. And I get it. Altuve is awesome, but Forty dollars for Altuve, not worth it for me because steals aren't as valuable in this league. They're only, what are they only, were they only one or they one and a half? Yeah, I think they're only points. The steals one, like don't matter. Not that they don't matter, but at best you're getting what fifty points out of the best guy, sixty points if you had Vigar last year. Okay, but you get caught stealing points. So you, at best, what are you going to get? 60 minus, you know, VR was probably caught 15, 16 times last year. So you're getting 45 points out of him. And it's a it's a season-long points league, not a weekly points league. So, yeah, stolen that, is those, one. Uh, you don't get dinged on caught stealing, though. I thought I thought you did. Uh, I could have been wrong. Mm-mm. But either way, no, it just – No, um, No. Yeah. But still, you're – it's still, I mean, my my one points league, you know, we have two points for stolen bases. So, you know, a guy like Altuve is definitely a top scorer in the league because he gets so many bases and runs. Um, yeah, I, I, think maybe, out, so. I think maybe making it two might have been too much. I don't know. One, like, like points league, and this is another point that, you know, we've brought up on the show before is points leagues are all very different. When you ask me yeah. questions about your points league, I don't really know the answer. I'm going off of like basic points league scorings and strategy. Um, but you have to look at your rules and adjust. And I'll, I'll tell you right out, I loved our team big time. Uh, coming coming yeah. out, we found a ton of value. And look, we we did this a day or two before Tout Wars. And I was curious after Tout Wars happened. I went through the Tout Wars. Now, they're a 15-team league. Um, but, you know, they do OBP uh, and things like that. So it's to where ours is points, there's just categories. But they have categories that are similar, like OBP and quality starts and things like that. So it is it is still a little similar but if you look at the difference in the pricing here, we saved $67 compared to Tout War prices. That's phenomenal. Our biggest savings was with Kristen Yelich. He went for $27 in Tout Wars. We got him for 18 yeah, That proves to you right there that people flew their load on these players way too early in this league. And we just sat back and waited for all the value to drop to us. Now, look, we went out and got a couple studs. We got out, we went out and got Donaldson for 38, but he went for 42 in, in, uh, in top wars. We went out and got Cabrera for 36. Now he went for 36 in top wars. So right there, but 
we, you and I both were like, look, if we don't get Rizzo, we don't get Goldie, we have to get Miggy. Like, I don't want to wait and overpay because no. I don't. I actually don't know what what like all, some of these other guys went for. Um, in Canarsian, well, there was a first baseman that actually went for cheap, so we may maybe overpaid a little bit for that. But I still like going out there and getting Miggy. I mean, if you look at the points, like Miggy was like fourth overall. It, the the points when you look at like last year, like he's he's top notch. Um, so actually he was like eighth, but still, um, and he just blows it out of the water here because he walks a lot, he doesn't strike out, so he like he doesn't get the negatives, and that's what's key. Um, some of the other big value here we had Kelvin Herrera. We got him for nine dollars, and he went for fourteen in Tout Wars. Um. Tim Anderson, $7 in tout. We got him for $2. <laughs> that was so awesome. Um, our our outfield, man, like all, it was like the all-value team outfield. Yelich for 18 Jones for 16 Piscotti for 10 Kemp for 9 And I'm sorry, the guy that went out there and said Marcakis was valued higher to him in that league – then Kemp, I would put a very large wager on it against him to say Kemp will outscore Marquecas. And Marquecas, what did he go for? Seven dollars or something crazy like that? Yeah, like, did he, we was really just pay? he was right like, did there. We did, really? he, did he go for more? No, he went for or, no. He was right under. I remember a couple of people commented. They were like, "Wow, did Marquecas really just go for seven dollars?" And I went, "Yeah, we just paid nine dollars for Kemp like three players ago." It was pretty funny. And then there was a couple of guys who were like, oh, yeah, well, I have Marquecas valued higher than Cap. And I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, I get the, I get the Cap strikeouts. I know why. I mean, it, it's the it's the walks. It's Marquecas walks. Kemp doesn't. Kemp strikes out. Marquecas doesn't. So that, that kills you there. But come on. Kemp's a much better hitter. Marquez had a good year last year. Before that, he was trash. He did like nothing. He wasn't even on the fantasy radar last year. And now, because he had like a decent year again, you're going to draft him almost as much as Kemp. Get out of here. Um, another one of these values we had was Sal Perez. Man, we got him for six bucks. Like I bid him yeah. up a little bit. Like I bid him. I hit six dollars and was like, Nah. Oh, oh, we just got him. Sweet. And then we turned around <laughs> yeah. and got it. Then we turned around and got Gaddis for $3. And he was a $10 catcher in tout. We got Gaddis and, per- and Sal Perez for less than Gaddis in tout wars. That's absurd. Okay. Like, I'm absolutely taking that. I wasn't even playing on taking Gaddis. But when I saw him, like, almost go for $2, I hit it for $3. And was like, I'm not going to let him go for $2. And then we got him for 3 oh. You can't. I, had I mean, no, like, I had no intentions of doing that, but it worked. That's that's the thing. I mean, this is probably only the maybe third or fourth auction draft I've done. You know, between football and baseball, and I mean, I do like it, but it's it's stressful. It definitely it is stressful. takes forever. But it's like you see these guys and you're like, there's no way that this guy should be going this cheap. But you look at all the dollars across the board and it's like, 
nobody has any money at this point, okay, fine, I'll throw an extra dollar in here. And if it keeps me from getting, you know, somebody four rounds later for that extra dollar, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. Or, well, I guess not really rounds, but, you know, whatever, an hour later. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I definitely think the strategy with, with auctions is to just kind of see what happens. Like you don't necessarily, I mean, you can throw bids out there early and you know, if you know, if you see a couple guys like going hard after someone, I'm all for just throwing, you know, 20 bucks out, you know, if they're, Okay, you know it's probably somebody that was. You worth totally it cut out there for a minute. Have... <laughs> What's that? You totally cut out there for a minute. You said something about twenty dollars, and then you cut oh, out for I like said, five seconds. <laughs> I said if if you you know I'm I'm okay bidding early and throwing like a twenty spot out there, even a thirty spot. You know if it's real early, just to get these guys, other guys spending their money. And if yeah. it comes down to it, and then they they crap out, and it's like, okay, now I just got this guy for thirty bucks. It's like, yeah, I didn't necessarily want to spend the money, but this is a, a quality player if you're spending that money. So, you know, it works works both ways. But um, yeah, I, I I love the outfield that we have there. I mean, Bruce is our fifth outfielder. Um, Oh yeah, we got him for four bucks. That was right on par with how it was. But I was just was like, we need a fifth outfielder. I didn't like anybody else left that was on the outfield, and I was like, screw it. I know he's going to strike out a lot, but four bucks for Bruce? Why not? Yeah, but it's it's worth it. I mean, um, you know, and And if you look at who we have who we have backing him up, yeah, Mitch Haniger for three bucks. So I I like Mitch Haniger. Um, I think he's a quality, quality uh, backup there. I'll tell you, yeah. if Yelich isn't if if Yelich isn't my favorite savings there, um, you know, we just said how I hate to be like, yay Yankees, but dude, we got Tanaka for fourteen dollars. That was stupid. <laughs> why? Why the bidding stopped? was ridiculous. He was a $20 player in tout. And I actually think he should be more. This guy was a top 10 pitcher last year. I know he's got the, yeah. the UCL like scare, but $14, this guy's been killing it. He killed it last year. He's been killing it in the spring. There's no reason why he should have gone for $14. You know, we, we paired him up with Stroman for 13, Grom for 21, Tanaka for 14. Three stud pitchers right there. I mean, there was some guy that went out and got Kershaw yeah. and Matt Bum, and it was like, okay. But he spent like yeah. $80, $85, $86 on both of them combined. I'm like, see, that's the type of things you can't do. You can't – when you and, – and that guy, he had – that was the guy that had like eight picks at the very end. And he just picked yeah. a bunch of dollar players. Now he got some, he got some decent guys, but he also got a bunch of like junky guys for for nothing. And um, he didn't bid forever. Remember, we were like, "What's this guy doing?" And he only had like four players on a team because he'd already <laughs> spent like a hundred and thirteen dollars. Money is way down, but he's got nobody on his team. <laughs> what, what is yeah, that? Yeah, no, and and see, look, maybe maybe it'll work out for him, but I, 
I have never seen that happen in all the auctions where you, you blow all your money on like three or four guys. And then you're just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for, for ever until you're kind of forced to start spending some money. Um, but I, I, I like our team a lot and, but, um, like I, I've said, I've said my favorite pick. What, what's your favorite pick there? I think oh, I know where you're going to go. Our team? Yeah. What's that? I think I know where you're going to go with our team, but I'm just curious. I mean, like you said, we had to put out some money to get some of these bigger guys, but I mean, I really oh, yeah, love the money, Bregman. The money was going. You had to, yeah, I knew you were going to go Bregman. That's where I thought you were going to go. I, I love Bregman at 16 bucks. I mean, again, Kemp at nine is is a steal in my mind. Um, I, I love our late pitching that we got too. I mean, we kind of got, you know, hammered up a little bit on on uh, Gesellman, but we got him for five bucks, and it's like, okay, that's fine because we knew we wanted him and we had the money that we were going to spend. He, yeah, he so, was our second last pick, and we had like seven dollars left, and it was like, all right, we got to spend it, so might as well just go up on. Yeah, or that, yeah, he was our power play, wasn't it? Yeah, so we just yeah. we dropped that yeah. five spot because we saw nobody else would have gotten him, and it was like sold immediately. Yeah, so we, awesome. we put it out. <laughs> we put it out for the five bucks. Got him. I didn't even play the yeah. game because we got burned on that with somebody. It was uh, somebody. Somebody went out and bit. I outbid us just barely on somebody, and I was like, yeah. I can't do it. I can't. I can't pay him and I, and I wanted to, and it sucked. Uh, but yeah, I thought you were going to go Bregman. I do like that one too. We have for 16, yeah, I, that was a $21 on tout ors. So that's, that's a I mean, good deal for him. I, like I him. went after him in my draft last night. Um, I had my other points league draft and, you know, I thought maybe things would change. They didn't. I mean, here's how crazy this draft is in this league. I almost got Goldie. The heavy pitching league. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy pitching. And now, granted, a lot of the end of the first round was all keeper players, but most of it was pitching. Um, And then Manny went 12th on the turn. The guy took Harper. Um, The guy who took Mad Bum at 8th, I think, was his pick, went after Cueto with his second pick. And it's like, dude, really? You just paired the two San Francisco pitchers. I mean, they're both stud pitchers, so I get it, but that's his MO. The guy only goes after pitchers for the first five rounds every year. It's the same damn thing. Um, but, yeah, Goldie was just sitting there, and I was debating on taking him with the second pick overall, but then the guy didn't keep Arenado, who was the third highest scorer in the league last year. He kept Chris Sale. I'm like, okay, thanks. Other guy took Trout yeah, and Arenado and didn't even question it. Um, but I got Bregman, you know, later, a little bit later in that draft because I knew that I wanted him and, and I, I really have, you know, high hopes for him this year to, to break out. Um, you want some good news on Bregman? My back, he's my backup. Yeah, he's hitting second. Oh, you saw that, huh? 
Oh, I saw it. You're damn right I saw it. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, he, popped up on my phone. Yeah, he's hitting second now, so that's that's pretty huge. Um That's awesome. So I, I my you know, I just didn't like what else was out there in that draft, but I know I'm getting off topic again. So Yeah. I I reached on so, him a little bit, but fuck it. What's your your least favorite pick from our team? Least favorite pick? I think I gotta no, go back to Bregman. You no. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say Snell um, or Carnes because clearly we dropped them and we already said that. So so somebody else is yeah. on our team that clearly we kinda like, but it was kinda like eh, maybe I, I did I mean Brandon I was, Crawford. I was leaning that way. I I, I mean I Listen, Crawford, he, he's decent. He's consistent, at least. Um, I mean, he, he kind of overplayed his average last year, I feel like. Um, you know, he's a double-digit homer guy, but he's not He's not really doing much. I, I mean, he's yeah. just, he, I think he's a better real baseball player than fantasy baseball player. And, you know, he's a, he's a good presence on that team. You know, he helps out uh, defensively, which obviously you don't get points for defense, at least not in any of the right. leagues I've played. I think you can set it up, but um, who the hell wants to follow that? Um, so, you know, I, it just – it was just kind of a meh. We need we need a, a middle infielder pick. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we went. Oh yeah, no, we we were pretty hamstrung by that point. Although I wish I had known that we were going to get Tim Anderson, you know, four picks later for two dollars. But that's yeah. the thing about that's the thing about auctions. You just you don't know who's going to go for what. I thought Tim Anderson was now Tim Anderson is a big strikeout guy, so I know why people are afraid of him. But I think this guy's got massive upside, a massive potential. But yeah. you know, it, it, as much as I like the guy. Um, I think us paying $36 for Miggy might have been a little too much. Um, when you see the other first baseman in their price range, like Freddie Freeman went for 26 and he's one of my favorite picks in the entire draft, but I'll give you my like favorite pick, not our team in, in just a second. Um, Goldie went for 37 so we paid $1 less than Goldschmidt. Although, if you look at it, the stats last year, Miggy outperformed Goldschmidt by quite a bit, so maybe that's not too bad. Um, but you know, yeah. a lot of the first basemen kind of, kind of fell. And look, I, I get it because a lot of the first basemen are, are big strikeout guys. But I, I think maybe we might have overpaid for him just a little bit. Um, you know, Rizzo went for thirty six, and you pointed that out like right afterwards. And look, Mickey even outproduced Rizzo last year, even though Rizzo had that like monster year. But um, yeah. I think I would have rather gotten, you know, obviously I would have rather had Rizzo for 36 or maybe like an Encarnacion for 22. That's, that's pretty crazy savings there. Uh, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, a Votto for 36. Yeah, I mean, I think Votto for 37 was kind of a reach too there. I think people were going pretty heavy on like the walks stuff with him. But, um, and the, well, yeah, and, the, and we've you, talked you, about Votto, you know, just to, you know, see what happens with him. You know, what year are you going to get from him? Exactly. I, you know, hopefully for the guy who spent that much money on him, he gets a great year out of him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you look at you look at uh, Carlos Santana, who we were really trying to get 
and he went for $24. Probably should have pulled the trigger there, man. It was the pick before we got, and that's what it was. That was like, that was the pick before we got Donaldson. That was the one where it was like, I don't want to spend this money on Santana. I want to spend my first money on somebody big. So I waited and then Donaldson came up and I was like, okay, it's either him or Machado. Machado hadn't come up yet. And we just, we just took the plunge on, on Donaldson. Um, and, yeah. and that's what you have to do. You finally just have to like take the plunge. Now, had he gone up to like $42, $43, I wasn't going to do it. Um, I just refused to pay that kind of money, but he stuck at 37, 38. And so I did it, but Cabrera, same thing. You know, he stuck right there at 36 and I was like, all right, kind of regretted a little bit, but you know, he's going to be solid for us big time. Um, the the biggest steal of the draft, though, in my opinion, um, was Trey Turner, twenty three dollars. Now this yeah, is a guy we were, that we throw him out there, right? Uh, I did actually, and I thought he was going to go super high. And I mean, look, this is a guy that's going in the first round of most drafts. Now in the points league, he may not have as much value, and I understand that because he's not going to be a huge power guy. Um, he's young enough that he might strike out a bunch, but you know, he's got pretty good plate discipline. I don't really know what to think of him in this league, but the fact that he went for $23 and this guy's like touted as second best second baseman in baseball right now. Uh, that's, that's pretty crazy. And he'll be have shortstop eligibility soon too. And this guy got Lindor and this guy got Bogart. It's the same team and pissed me off because I wanted either one of those and I wasn't willing to pay the price. And then we, you know, although we got some, we got Diaz for 10 bucks and I'm happy with that. So I'm not worried about that at all, but um, that that's probably my favorite pick. And it, and it's just because, and, and you'll see it, like you put out guys that people are kind of iffy about early and you can get a good, a good, good value. And, and you saw it happen with Greg bird. Greg bird went with a seventh pick for $6. I think you, I think you and I yeah. both fell asleep on that. Like I wasn't, thinking at like I saw Greg Bird and I was kind of like meh let people go for it and I wasn't paying attention and then I looked up and I was like did you really just go for six dollars uh, yeah I I would have been on on that one and I just I I might not have been on for that one literally actually you were, I did miss the first couple picks you came in right after the Goldschmidt pick and that was the third pick oh okay yeah yeah so, but we yeah, we slept on that one. We should have got. I think you and I were like in, in the beginning, and it, yeah, but yeah, bird for six bucks. That's like my second favorite pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but just looking at some of the guys that we already talked about tonight too. Um, uh, I gotta find them again. Zach Greinke, only nine dollars. David Price, only eleven dollars. And you know Dallas Keuchel. Twelve dollars. So yeah, that was a great price. That's that's crazy to me. Where you have two guys that are, you know, injury and poor performance concerns, versus a guy who's just coming off of a bad year. You know, after winning with Cy Young, who to me I think is poised to have a good rebound year, and you spend a three, one to three dollars more. I mean, that's crazy. The same guy that got price has Keiko, by the way, but, um, you know, Marcus he Simeon has for four dollars. <laughs> yeah, he does. And Mark Akis went for six. 
Uh, six and bucks. and okay, he got with seven. He he got Simeon for four dollars. I mean, yeah, that's that's a steal for wow. For but Simeon, home run Simeon's power. batting average is not out. good. That's just the uh, thing. That's yeah. why we let him go. I was like, nah, I'll pass. And look, we got we got yeah. a guy. We got we got Diaz for ten. I'm much happier with Diaz for ten. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, but yeah. I'm just looking at some of these costs, like John Lackey for ten dollars. I mean, Fulmer yeah, for those... eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, but some see, of Fulmer just went... doesn't get the yeah pitching because because it was so top heavy with the with the bids, pitching went yeah. super cheap. And you saw it all across the board. Uh, so mm-hmm. I know exactly. I mean, I'm, I keep looking at, at this thing and keep getting reminded, like, pitching went super cheap. And you saw, and this is what I wanted to bring up earlier, you saw relievers go really expensive. I mean, Chapman went for $19. Those set $7 for the saves, that's huge. It's more than – it's. It's more than a win. But here's the thing with that. Yeah, cool. You're going to get your seven points for a steal or a save. But you're not going to get the innings. You're not going to get the strikeouts. You're going to get like, what, one or two, at most three strikeouts. You're going to get one inning, three strikeouts, and a save. That's your best. So that's what? Three points for the inning, seven points of ten. I mean, it's 13 points for a save. That's awesome, but nineteen dollars. Yeah. Even if he's yeah, saying forty-five games, that's you know, and he'll blow some now and then, and that's negative three or something, something crazy like that, or maybe actually more. I don't remember, but I mean, even if you saved every time, it's like five hundred points. That's awesome, but. I don't know, like this is not gonna happen. So I you know, I'd rather take a chance on some of these some of these um you know, starters and pay let I me mean, think about that. Chapman went for nineteen, Lester went for twenty three. Who do you think is gonna score yeah. more points in a season long points league? And uh four points. <laughs> Four points difference. Verlander went for twenty three. I mean, like this is craziness. Um, but yeah, yeah the look relievers... at, and you look at the the blown saves you mentioned is three points. A loss is five points, negative five points. So if you get saddled with a blown save loss, you're in the negatives that day. Oh I yeah, mean, negative eight. Because yep. you could you could have less than an inning pitched. And you gave Absolutely. up a, a two-run shot, you know, you're getting smacked. You know, you, you say you get one out, and then you have a walk, and uh, and two earned runs because of that home run. You're you're mm-hmm. definitely negative. So yeah, uh, I mean that's that's not worth twenty-eight dollars, not twenty-eight, but you know, that high price that people were paying for these. But I think that's what people were, why they were paying that much because they weren't thinking, oh, well, this guy's a, a stud. He's not going to, you know, he might blow a couple of saves a year, but he's not going to take a loss. Yeah. Well, maybe, but 
Yeah, I mean, you, know, you got to hope that it's. <laughs> yeah, you got to hope that it's a, a an away game or a a home game if he blows the save. Yeah. So, so the uh, just real quick to close this up, I do want to say, I don't. I'm not going to say what team it is, but my least favorite pick in the entire draft. I've already said I would have never paid $50 for Kershaw or 51 for Trout, but that is not my least favorite pick. My least favorite pick by a mile is Bryce Harper at 47. Yeah, that's, that's no way chance. High. No chance. He was the, is he the third most expensive player? I believe. Cause nobody, so. I don't think, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody went for 48. Nobody no. went for 48. No. Nobody went for 49. That's Trout it. at 51, Kershaw at 50, and Harper and at Harper 47. 47. He was more expensive than Mookie Betts. He was more expensive than Donaldson. He was more expensive than Arenado. Arenado, I think, went for 42. Um, 43. I mean, he was more expensive. And Arenado, when we looked at the list, Arenado was the highest points, point getter last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Arenado's absolute destroyed it last year. Yeah, but my point is, for some reason, this guy who this guy that picked him just absolutely was in love with Harvey. Like he just kept going up and up and up and up and up. And you two, like us two, laughed at each other. We're like, "What mm-hmm. is happening?" <laughs> I was like, "Wow. Uh, okay." So yeah. Um. Yeah, that's by a long shot. That's my least favorite pick. But anyway, man, that's all I've got for the show. Baseball starts in less than four days. I'm so excited. Um, hit us up on Twitter at Fantasy Six Pack or at Applegar Algar. Did I get it? Apple Did I get it? Garth Algar, yes. Garth. Sweet. As I say, Gar. Ah, I always say that. I don't know why. I yeah, you Gar. said Gar. That's close. I'm closer. It's closest I'm it's so been close. in, since I've had a Twitter handle. So <laughs> I'm so close. I almost had it pulled I mean, up I don't, too. And I forgot. I don't tweet a lot, but um, I'm I on there occasionally and looking around. But yes, if people tweet me, I will respond to it. I just don't yeah. tweet. So <laughs> gotta talk more, man. I know you love to talk. Just get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but. Anyway, man, uh, next show we have uh, will be after the start of the season. So looking forward to getting into waiver wires and all that kind of good stuff with you guys and talking how to keep your teams alive for the playoffs and for those Roto Championships. So enjoy opening day, everybody, and we will see you all next week. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy.